Hi, and welcome to episode 138 of the LDS Study Session with me, your host, Matthew Roberts. Today, uh, we are going, this is kind of a, a sequel or a second part of um, the topic we started looking at yesterday. So if you haven't uh, listened to yesterday's episode, I really recommend you go to that episode, episode 137, in which I identify the uh, the use of the phrase covenant path. So, yeah, covenant path. And... Um, I'm not going to go into detail because obviously I literally just went into the detail uh, yesterday. However, um, you can look at the show notes from yesterday if you want to know the facts about it or listen to the episode. I would really rec- recommend you listen to that first because now we will have a look at this phrase, Covenant Path, and why it might be so relevant now um, and what its meaning is really. So I had a look, uh, first of all, to begin with the, in the Bible dictionary under the phrase Covenant. Um, and whilst it, you know, it wasn't, it didn't have the phrase covenant path in it, obviously, um, there was something interesting which it mentioned, which I thought might relate to this kind of idea. It says within that entry, the gospel is so arranged that principles and ordinances are received by covenants, placing the recipient on a strong obligation and responsibility to honour the commitment. So obviously this is referring to the fact that um, the gospel has these covenants along this journey. Uh, which places them under an obligation or, or a responsibility to honour that commitment. And I like the phrase, it was arranged. So this, this this kind of begins this idea about a path, that you're going along this journey, and then along the way there are paths or milestones or points which relate to covenants. And you start to see this imagery of how the covenants can be aligned like a path. Um, of course, in John chapter 14, verse 6, we read another um symbolism or another parallel to a path when when the saviour says this in chapter 14 verse 6 of john jesus saith unto him i am the way the truth and the life no man cometh unto the father but by me and we know that the saviour is often referred to and refers to himself as the way which again a path leads and guides away if you follow the path then you will reach the destination and the Saviour is the way uh, to follow that path. In, ver- in Mosiah chapter 3, verse 17, we also read, And moreover I say unto you, that there shall be no other name given, nor any other way, nor means, whereby salvation can come unto the children of men, only in and through the name of Christ, the Lord Omnipotent. Many prophets testify that he is the way. There is no other way to receive salvation other than through Christ. And this path, is part of that journey. It is part of his gospel. Um, one of the mo- most visual kind of examples that we have of this covenant path is, of course, found in First Nephi, uh, chapter eight, when we read about Lehi's vision. In First Nephi, chapter eight, verse twenty and twenty-one, we read this: "And now I beheld a straight and narrow path, which came along by the rod of iron, even to the tree by which I stood." And it also led by the head of the fountain unto a large and spacious field as if it had been a world. And I saw numberless concourses of people, many of whom were pressing forward that they might obtain the path, which led unto the tree by which I stood. If we want to um, kind of focus in, in on this straight and narrow path, we can then go to Second Nephi chapter 31 verse 18, which says, And then are ye in this straight and narrow path, which leads to eternal life. Ye have entered in by the gate, ye have done according to the commandments of the Father and the Son, 
and ye have received the Holy Ghost, which witnesses of the Father and the Son, unto the fulfilling of the promise which he hath made, that if ye entered in by the way, ye should receive. And then in verse 19, And now, my beloved brethren, after ye have gotten into this straight and narrow path, I would ask if all is done. Behold, I say unto you, Nay, for ye have not come thus far, save it were by the word of Christ, with unshaken faith in him, relying wholly upon the merits of him who is mighty to save. And then we, we read the well-known verse in verse 20, which says, Wherefore ye must press forward with a steadfastness in Christ, having a bright, perfect brightness of hope, and a love of God and of all men. Wherefore, if ye shall press forward, feasting upon the word of Christ, and endure to the end, behold, thus saith the Father, ye shall have eternal life. And I think there's a very important clarification here, or condition, in verse 20. We always focus on this phrase, endure to the end. In fact, as I'm looking at my scriptures now, I've written the words, endure to the end, by the side. However, that is not all that is said in this verse. Obviously, it talks about having a perfect brightness of hope, steadfastness in Christ, and the love of God of all men. But when we then look at that final part, it says, if ye shall press forward, feasting upon the word of Christ, and endure to the end, then behold the say of the Father, ye shall have eternal life. We need to feast upon the word of Christ. This covenant path, I think sometimes we think of it as, you know, baptism, confirmation, priesthood for, the, for, for male members, temple, sealing, you know, that's, that's the covenant path. But actually, these are indeed milestones and very important ones. But this path it is continuing. I am still on this path, even though I've gone through those supposed milestones. I am still on this path, and I am not yet at that destination. This path is a journey, and it is through covenants and renewing covenants at the sacrament table, remembering covenants when we go to the temple, and other things like that, that this path is made of. It is arranged in such a way that the Saviour has prepared a way that we can receive this constant support and direction and inspiration um, and renewal as we go along this path. And as it says here, this path, you know, it begins, you know, with baptism, but it doesn't end with it. It, it starts with that. And I think that um, this is why this covenant path is being referred to so much. This is really the point I, I wanted to come to is that, you know, we live in a world where many are moving away from re religion in general. And uh, within the church, is it's not enough now to kind of work toward these ordinances and then just kind of exist after all the covenants have been made along that path. It is an ongoing battle, which is why we have so many talks, particularly in the Sunday afternoon session, about kind of ourselves and winning that battle for our soul. Uh, and then obviously that ended with the, the updates in Temple Recommend questions by President Nelson at the end, which I thought worked really, really well. Um, but, you know, in today's world, it just isn't safe enough to just go along the path without engaging with it, without recognising it as a covenant path, even after we have made those covenants. Those covenants need to be a part of our lives. We need to be renewing them and reflecting upon them weekly. We need to be remembering these covenants with that sacred responsibility and obligation that we have to keep them because as soon as we start start forgetting about those or taking them less seriously then we have less reason to be on that path uh, and i think that this is why it's being it's such a, a focus now um, that you know we need to be considering that more more and more in these days um, if you've got anything to share about that i'd love to hear from it at pat s roberts 90 on twitter or email ldsstudysession at gmail.com 
I'd love to hear your thoughts about this phrase, the covenant path, and why it is so important for us today. Uh, thank you very much for your time, and until we meet again.